Okay, I got the wording right that time. What do you think? I think you did really well. Although I have to admit, we, we've got, um, this is like our fourth episode. We've got three ready to go. We're going to get this one ready to go. So we're hoping to release, starting tomorrow, which is Monday, one a night or one a day. So it looks like it's done daily, but yeah, we'll do the say the occasional thing just in case they don't get done daily. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's the thing is now we've got these in a row. So it really isn't occasional. I should have said daily, but... You know, yeah. it's these episodes that happened last week where, where the occasional comes in, so. I mean, just in case something happens and you don't get a chance, excuse me, I almost burped, don't get a chance to publish them. It's hard when you're talking to the future to figure it out. You know, I can see why time travel is so difficult. It's all timey-wimey. It is timey-wimey, now that you mention it. We that. even know what direction we're going in and we're confused by it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine, like, remember that movie Primer? That movie just gets, just breaks your brain by the end of it. I do not remember that movie. Probably. Yeah, it was like a couple of guys, and uh, they just had a little garage startup business. They were trying to develop some sort of tech right. thing. And then they accidentally discovered time travel. Right. And then they all start like going and time traveling and coming back, and then plots and plans, and then everything just gets all twisted in a big knot by the end, and you don't know who's who or what's what. Right. I do remember that now. Yeah, it's a pretty cool movie. Um. Oh, uh, right before we came on the air, uh, you complained about these freaking mics or headphones, and because we got to tune them in, I got more information. More information's come to light, dude. Do you want to know what it is? Sure. So yes, uh, when you have when you need headphones that need to be in sync, perfectly in sync with your voice, uh -huh. then they use radio frequencies. <coughs> if it was a digital signal like Bluetooth, there would always be just a slight little lag, and it would never be, because I'm hearing myself the exact same time that I'm talking. Oh, I understand that now. And then if there was Bluetooth, there would be just the tiniest little delay that would screw you up, and it would be worthless. If you're going, wait, I just, oh, echo, echo, oh, oh. Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Okay. It would sound like a little bit of an echo in your head. I mean, and granted, these headphones are meant, they are marketed to set up to your uh, TV set. And watch, t uh, you know, a movie along in private. Um, but that would be the same thing is then the lips would be off. Very um, true. Very true. Whereas Bluetooth on your phone, you're not like looking at a great big picture or having to worry if the uh, audio is perfectly synced up. You know, if you start the podcast and the podcast is coming into your ear hole a tenth of a second behind when it actually left your phone or whenever the phone thought it was going to play because of all of the uh, Bluetooth communication, you don't notice. You, it's, it looks instantaneous to us. But no, nope. so we figured that out, uh, that it does make sense that our wireless headphones, could you imagine if we'd have been frustrated to turn these in, got Bluetooth, but then we'd have been like, oh God, this is terrible because we hear ourselves talking a half a second behind. That really would have sucked, Oh yes. my God. <sighs> well, I mean, I, we'd have just chucked the whole thing into the street and called it a day. Probably. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad. I, you know, and once we got them, once I got mine tuned in, anyways, I've been pretty good. I just leave them exactly set how they are each day, and it's been great. I true. I also try to do that. Let me start that over in English. I also try to do that, but sometimes um, when I'm trying to turn the volume up because the knobs are so close. Yeah, that is the. I accidentally thing. hit the tune, and then it just so. I think I have everything 
set exactly the way I want it, so hopefully I do not have to touch it in the future. It would be nice if the tune knob was, like, far away from the volume knob so you don't accidentally just wing it with your thumb and completely screw it up. Or even on the opposite side. Why do they both have to be on the same damn side? Yeah. Put one on one side, one on the other. I don't Something. know. But whatever. I don't know. But other than that, uh, rainy weekend, but today we did get a little bit of sunlight, so I was able to go out and uh, get a little bike riding in. You know, though, I was riding down the street, and I thought I heard somebody else stop, because I had my music on. And I'm like, oh, gosh, some grumpy dude. Well, then I drove past later and without music on, and I heard a dog barking. So I just figured that it, it was the dog yelling stop the first time I went um, by. Your microphone is cutting in and out, and I don't know if it's my tune. Oh, no, it's I can hear myself. So okay. it's it's your damn headphones, I guess. There. Okay, gotcha. All right. All right. So, yeah, as long as you can hear yourself, all right. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, I hear myself fine. I so I can hear you fine, too, and I can hear myself okay. fine. So I must have accidentally touched something. Oh, Jesus. Heaven Jesus Christ. Like, well, you know, the, too, because they are radio frequency. Uh, if, so, if the neighbor turns on their drill, that would be, like, powerful enough to, I think, make these kind of act funky. Or like a hair dryer, you know. Something with static that produced, then that screws up uh, uh, radio frequency devices. I do not think we live close enough to anyone for that to impact us. You uh, don't think no, so? No, no. I think in the, in the same house, yes, but no. All right. All right, let's just... Um, <laughs> let's just keep going, then. No, let's just get on with this episode. I'm sorry, I'm tired. Leave, okay, okay. leave a comment if you think that the neighbor could screw up her headphones. I'm tired because I had a rough time sleeping last night, and this morning I was sleeping so well, and Dan had to wake me up because I had a visitor. Yeah, isn't that fun? That I, from the local friendly Rock County Police Department, just checking on me. Well, they want to make sure you're okay, you know. <sighs> I'd be okay if I could have still. That's what I pay the taxes for. Make sure, make sure we're safe. Yeah, right. Go find a real criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Not the little old lady hiding in her house. Right, trying to sleep. Wrapped up in puppy dogs. Because she works late at night and doesn't get to bed. Although last night I did not work, but I do stay up on the weekends late, so I keep in that sleep cycle. So when I'm at work during the week. I it is handy awake. that I work on the West Coast, too, so I've got that two-hour buffers as well. So our, you know, we're pretty synced up. I guess you have to stay up a couple of hours later than I do normally. but Yeah, I get home like two, <coughs> between 2 and 2.30 in the morning. And I usually go to bed between like 1 and 2. Oh, dude, when I come home, he is snoring. He's got the TV on, blaring away, the lights on, I but just, he's snoring. Just fell asleep. Just right. fell asleep right before you walked in. Right. I'm sure that's what happened. Season 6, Episode 8, All Dogs Go to Heaven. So right away, we know this is going to be a story about dogs, I guess. Because they've been pretty, uh, even though they've been having wacky titles, uh, they've been pretty spot on with what they're talking about. Uh, in the recap, sure enough, werewolves. And also, something is wrong with Sam. He has no soul. Uh, Crowley wants them to bring them bring him creatures. And uh, something that came up in the recap that I missed uh, yesterday when we went through the episode is that Crowley actually threatened Sam and Dean, saying that you have to do this or I'm sending Sam back to hell. I missed that. I, did you bring that up? Or Yes, I did. All right. Well, that stuck out to me in the recap, which is why I always like watching the recap, because they'll point out important things that maybe you missed. 
They're, they're making it just for me, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, so show opens up. There's a guy outside. It's night. It's raining. He hops in his car. He's being watched. Something attacks, jumps through the front windshield of the car, and kills him. Stinger graphic. It was like the shortest uh, episode opener ever. It was really short. You know, like I said, he's on the phone. <coughs> I don't know, if he, like he's talking to a housekeeper or whatever. Yeah, it just sounded like some generic family member. It's almost like he was talking about a dog, you know, hence the title. Did you feed him? Did you take him for whatever? Um, but uh, you didn't mention that there was a storm, like thunder and lightning. But, yeah, you see something stalking him, and he gets in the car, kills him. Stinger graphics, here we are. The boys are eating lunch. Dean is on the phone with Bobby, asking about what the hell to do with that dickhead Crowley. Crowley shows up, <laughs> assumingly. I assume he overheard the whole thing. Probably. Um Dean uh, want, really wants Crowley to split, calls him a dickbag. Crowley then again threatens with throwing Sam back in hell if they don't work for him. Uh, Crowley wants another alpha, and it sounds like there's been a series of werewolf attacks. Um, they got a newspaper, and it's reporting that attack that we saw at the very beginning. Uh, so they're supposed to go and bag the high alpha werewolf that's in town. Well, this is the live alpha. He wants, you know, yeah. He the says, top dog. Yeah, he says, "You get this live alpha for me," and Sam gets his soul back just like that, and he snaps his fingers. So it's nighttime. They're off driving. Mind you, they were like eating lunch, and now they're it's dead of night, <laughs> driving down the road. True, but we don't know far how, how far they had to drive from where they were to where this happened. Sure, I'm sure it was a. I mean, actually, twelve hour drive. I mean, actually, it, it couldn't have been too far if they because it was a the local, local newspaper, paper. exactly. But you know, maybe they finished their lunch, maybe they did some shopping. You never know with the boys. Worst comes to worst, you're going from one side of South Dakota to the other. I don't know. Does that really take twelve hours? I'm assuming that's like an eight hour trip at worst, and that's yeah. in the extreme, you know. Yeah. Conditions. Uh yeah, this is silly. Uh, <laughs> Dean freaks out uh, though. Um, how good Sam is taking uh, this whole news about them now working for Crowley. And Sam just assures him, like, hey, man, I'm the same guy, even without a soul. Still same me, same brain. Well, he also makes the point, he's like, what choice do we have? You know, he says, Crowley's got us by the short and curlers. If we don't do this, I don't get my soul back. He sends me back to hell. We've got to do this. We've just got to. Yeah. What choice do we have? Dean looks very uncomfortable with all of this. Uh, the boys show up at the crime scene dressed as feds. Uh, Sam calls the one fed that's there a mouth-breathing dick monkey for some reason. Well, Sam still has no soul, so he's got no no filter either. So this guy that then they're at is the second guy in two days. And the guy there like assures him, dude, these are animal attacks. And even Dean's like, wait, why is there a big animal by the bay? That's weird. Yeah, because the first one happened in the parking lot, and this one looks like it happened on a dock. It looked like a dock worker or something. The next boy, next morning, the boys are at the hotel. Sam has been up all night doing research. No wonder he's the Terminator uh, hunter now, because, yeah, he can do research all night hunt and then kill stuff all day. Um, because with no soul, you don't have to sleep for some weird reason. Uh, he's connected the victims together and wants Dean to get up and get going. He's he's ready to get moving on this deal. Uh, they show up at a house, knock at the door. <coughs> Wife lets them in. Uh, they sit down in the kitchen and have some questions for the husband. Um, but 
She says he's sleeping, uh, but then he comes through. He's awake. Looks like he slept in his clothes. It looks like he's hungover. He looks like a wreck. The wife is looking very nervous at him, like, Jesus, honey, what did you do now? <laughs> uh, the boys tell him that they're here to talk about his brother's death. <coughs> yeah, the second victim was his brother, and it turns out the first victim was their landlord. So that's where they're thinking, hmm, what's going on here? Yep, informs him that not only was her brother killed by an animal, but the landlord was too. Isn't that weird? Uh, at this point in the show, like both the husband and wife are nervously looking at each other and I'm like, oh shoot, are they both werewolves and one killed one person and one killed the other? And they're like, oh shit, we've been killing too many people. That's what I thought was going on here. Right. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because they did both look, well, I don't think he looked nervous. He looked more like, uh, inconvenience because you could tell, yeah, he was hungover. He's like, oh, I just had a couple beers with the guys. And, you know, His like, brother just died. It's so weird. And it, well, a lot of, you know, what did we find I out guess. about recently? Someone's yep. husband passed and he found them in a bar. But anyway, some people deal with death in different ways. But, you know, Sam's like, if you just dealt with a couple beers, how come you're sweating vodka, you know? So at this point, Sam is thinking that maybe he werewolfed out where the guy is thinking maybe he was just passed out drunk. I don't know, but that's kind of what Sam was getting at. He must have been passed out drunk. So this guy's name is Cal. Right? Yes. And uh, so the boys then spend all day tailing Cal and eventually get him, like, hanging out in, it looked like just some dude's garage, uh, him and a couple of friends. Yeah, it looked like he had a man cave set up in his garage. Yeah. It looked, they had neon signs, and I don't know if they had a pool table or whatever, but definitely they were all hanging out drinking, having fun. Um, we find that he's been driving around all night to all sorts of different bars when they showed up there. Uh, they watch him all night into the morning. He never changes, so they figure that nothing must be going on. So everyone, like, the party breaks up, and then they drive off. Uh, one of the guys goes to leave, which is Cal. I didn't recognize him, but that's Cal. Goes to leave, and his dog, Lucky, is there, and he's like, Lucky, what are you doing here? Well, Lucky then attacks Cal, kills him, and then the camera pans back, and there's just a dude there with blood on his face. Then the guy, then next thing we see is the guy standing over the wife, Cal's wife's bed. And then the camera moves again and it's back to the family dog. And the family dog jumps up into bed with it. Oh my God. Do people know, do these people know here their dog is a werewolf is what's in my notes. Because I'm just like, do they know what's going on? Is that why they're nervous? Uh, so very odd. Uh, the wife then um, calls for the dog. Um, calls for Cal. Cal is dead. Uh, then the wife then, like, I, she's assumes that he's just at the friend's house still drinking, I think. Yeah. Because then pets the dog, says, you're the only real friend I've ever had. She said boyfriend because she and Cal aren't married. They're boyfriend girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're the, you're the best boyfriend I've ever had. So then she gets out of bed, proceeds to go take a shower, and there's Lucky sitting in the door watching her. <laughs> Yeah, so Lucky <laughs> goes and uh, gets a free peep show on the wife. Uh, we see the boys. Uh, they're at the crime scene as they bag up the victim, Cal. Um, the boys... My notes are bad here. I, I put it in a bad word. I put boys, wife, it is the wife. And <laughs> Sam asks if he is going to be able to serve her to Crowley. Oh, uh, at this point, because they, because Cal was their suspect. Obviously, it's not him. He's dead. 
My so, note should have been the boys figure that it's the wife, and Sam asks Dean if he's going to be able to go through with handing her over to Crowley. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but they think Mandy, the woman's name is Mandy, might be the werewolf um, because of the fact that it was the landlord. Um, when, when they were talking to Cal before he died, apparently they had called the police on his brother because of the fact that he had uh, shoved Mandy or something. So. That's what they're thinking. Hey, maybe it wasn't Cal. Maybe it was the landlord because they were getting eviction on it. Or maybe it's Mandy because the landlord was the first one. They're getting eviction on it. That they had to call the police on Cal's brother because he physically attacked her. And now Cal, for whatever reason, because he's a raging alcoholic, maybe it's Mandy. We see the wife, the dog, and the son. They're all hanging out together. She takes the dog for a walk and notices a big spot of blood on him. Uh, the boys pull back up again. The wife is annoyed. But then Dean's like, uh, hasn't anyone called you yet? And uh, she tells him, tells her, like, you need to come with us. Because <laughs> I think they're about ready to bag her and give her to Crowley, right? Well, no, because, I mean, she had her kid with her. Yeah. Dean wants to talk to the son because he doesn't think all of this is adding up necessarily. Sam's all in for it. Like, yeah, let's bag her and toss her in the trunk. And Dean's uh, like, whoa, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Yes. Okay. They were outside. They come up to the woman. She's talking with a friend with the son. They go back in the house. That's where they tell her about okay. Cal. I mean, I mean, I don't know how, how what minute detail we need to get down here as we go. We're acting this like this is all show. happening on the street. It's not happening on the street. It's back in the house. Okay. Sam and Dean then argue, uh, leaving the house. <laughs> They're arguing about what's going on. Because of the fact, the reason Dean wanted to talk to the son is because she was very tired. She's like, look, my son was up sick all night with the flu. I've hardly gotten maybe a half hour of sleep. So that's why Dean's like, oh, I would like to talk to your son. Because in Dean's mind, if she was up with the kid all night and only got a half hour of sleep, it couldn't be her. Sam, on their hands, still does think it might be her because what happened with Madison. He spent the night with her, you know, that chick that turned into a werewolf, you know, when he wasn't looking. But Dean's like, no, 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 it, it, it just can't be. It's not adding up. Excellent. Well, Dean says, watch him, and can I trust you? And he's like, yeah, I can watch her. Trust trust me. So then we see Sam outside her window at night, uh, but then he sees a man in the house, and Sam pulls his gun out, and the man in the house, which is the dog, uh, Lucky in man format, uh, comes outside and starts walking, stops, sniffs the air, because obviously Sam's there and it's some sort of werewolf dog deal. Um, the guy goes and walks into the park. Another big dude comes in and starts yelling at him and like scolding him, kind of like you'd scold a dog, which was a little odd, I thought. Uh, Sam keeps his gun pointed at this dude the whole time as he... Uh, gets away from walks away from his scolding the guy stops though and smells the air again and this time he definitely smells sam starts running in human format turns into a dog and takes off in dog format with sam chasing him down uh the dog runs into traffic gets hit by a van the van stops quickly picks up the dog throws it into the van and drives off saying we'll get you a vet don't worry little guy <laughs> uh, sam is too late to stop them you, what, yeah, what you also mentioned is when, when Sam was in the house, he saw Lucky, then he saw him turn into the man and then saw him get dressed and come out. So this time he's like, oh, what's going on here with this dog? So yeah, when he goes to chase him, turns back into Lucky, gets hit by the car or van or whatever. And he's running like, hey, that's my dog, that's my dog. The people don't hear him and then rush Lucky to the vet. 
Dean is at the hotel, gets a call from Sam. Sam uh, tells Dean and reports that it is a skinwalker, and he knows this. He's already talked to Bobby, gone through it all, got the whole lore, and pretty much they're the same as werewolves. Just shoot them with silver, and one bite will turn anyone into one. Uh, Dean shows up at the vet and threatens to kill Lucky. Dean and Sam both show up at the vet then and <laughs> threaten to kill him, which was not very nice. Well, no, because he was in dog form, and, you know, he sees Dean, like, with his gun, he's like, you see this? This is a silver bullet. He has his clothes. Like, we can do this. Puppy. We can do this the easy way or the hard way, and the hard way is he pulls out one of those spiky choke collars. <laughs> uh, in the next scene, then they're interrogating Lucky, and he's got, they got him in a, either he's in human format, and he's sitting in a chair with clothes on. Uh, Dean talks to the guy and says that he understands, um, but, you know, about him turning back and forth and asks, who's who was that guy you were talking to in the park? At first, like he says, he can't talk about it, but pretty quickly he just gives up all of their info. All of these guys really break under, like, really minor questioning, by the way. I, this is a thing I've noticed in this show. They well, ask once they get a no, then they say so they make another threat, and then they get the info they want. Well, Sam did threaten to kill him, because I put he won't answer questions, um... Yeah, he gives in pretty soon and says that there's about 30 of them that they've been recruited and that they're just waiting for the word for everyone, you know, waiting for the word. Right now the plan is for everyone to get a house, lay low, and then when they get the signal, they're all supposed to turn their families and multiply out how many of these skinwalker dudes they are. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, that dude that you're talking to, is that like the head guy, Big Honcho, the original one? And Lucky's like, no, he isn't the alpha. He He's not that cool. <laughs> And he says they do have a pack leader, but he he doesn't believe that the pack leader is actually the alpha either. He says, like, you know, there's 30 of us in this pack. There's packs everywhere. I don't know who the alpha is. You know, we just have a pack leader that we report to. Next, we see Dean outside uh, getting a sniper rifle ready uh, to take down the pack leader. Uh, Dean then snaps on Sam for not acting like Sam anymore. Do you want to dig into that any deeper? Because I am so tired of that conversation. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, put that Dean decides to take the pack leader down. Like I said, he's got that, that rifle. Um, but Sam's like, no, I, I want to use the pack leader to help find the alpha so we can get his soul back. Um, I show that the skinwalker, he's waiting outside of a building. Dean has the roof on the roof with a rifle. Sam says, he's going to double cross us because that's what I would do. I would double cross us. Um, but yeah, they have a conversation. Sam just wants to get his soul back. Sam wants to be Sam again. And while they're having this conversation, then another another car pulls up to where they're where the man is outside waiting. At this point, Dean is on top of a building with a sniper rifle. Sam's next to him. Sam says uh, that if he was him, he would double cross them. Someone pulls up. Lucky is looking nervous. A bunch of guys get out of an SUV. And they have uh, Lucky's uh, wife and kid, or, you know, the wife and kid that lived in the house with Lucky the dog. Uh, they all go into a garage. Uh, Dean never is able to take a shot with his sniper rifle. Everyone just lurks into the garage. Right, because he couldn't get a clean shot. Um, of course, the woman, whatever her name is, I don't remember her name, very scared. She has no idea what's going on. Sam just wants him to shoot the sniper rifle through her. Yeah, and, and you also forgot to mention that the, the, the large man, Skidmacher, who was kind of scolding Lucky in the park, 
is it says the pack leader is upset because the people he murdered it wasn't sanctioned and that's going to draw attention to them and the, so that's why they're meeting they're so mad at him and then that's why they kidnapped oh her i have her name here mandy and her son yeah inside the big guy from the park tells lucky that he how now has to prove his loyalty and turn his own family right as it all gets tense sam comes walking in and just starts shooting at everyone uh, Dean is kind of off to the side with his sniper rifle, and he begins shooting people. Lucky, though, gets the family to safety. Sam is still looking around for Lucky. All of a sudden, there are a couple of other dogs now walking around. One of them attacks Dean. Dean shoots it with his handgun. Lucky, at this point then, Lucky and that big guy from the park are face-to-face. -face. Uh, the big guy says that he is ruining the plan for protecting the family. He shoots Lucky with a silver bullet, then walks into a room, walks into the room out into the open where Dean can now finally use his sniper rifle and shoot the big guy. Sam is lurking around with his gun, looking for survivors. The wife looks at Sam then with a huge, what the fuck, look on her face. Well, Sam spotted Lucky laying there. I think he went around to try and shoot him, but by the time he got there, Lucky had got up and left. Yeah, but that look on that wife's face was priceless. Oh, yeah. Man, she, yeah, she, she was, like, was just pure confusion. I mean, because she had no idea who this man was that was protecting her and her son. And then she wa watches him turn into their family dog that had been living with them for God knows how long. Yeah, so she quickly realizes she's been smooching up in this thing that can convert from human to dog. And God knows what else, because it says that the kid doesn't sleep at night. So then I'm like, oh, my God, lady, what did your dog do to you in the night? Came up with behind with a chloroform rag and said, smell this. What do you mean, except the kid doesn't sleep at night? Well, I was thinking that the kid was werewolf there for a while. That whole excuse with him being up with the kid all night and he's he sick. Had, he was sick with the flu. That's why she yeah. did, she said she didn't sleep, not the kid didn't sleep. I don't know. I started wondering about that kid's origins at that point, but it was unfounded. Maybe. <laughs> haven't finished the story here. Lucky in human format shows up at the house and apologizes and says that they really were a very nice family to, to them. Uh, unfortunately, though, this gets uh, about the same ending as, oh, God damn it, this is a great setup. Oh, it's the same ending as Mrs. Doubtfire, where <laughs> basically says, you're a damn psycho, stay away from us. Well, yeah, I put, you know, Lucky, as a man, goes to Manny's house. She's upset. He tries to apologize to her. Says no one has been nice to him before and thanks her. She tells him to leave and never come back because he's a psycho. So he does. He changes back into a dog right in front of her and wanders off down the street to go and be with some other family, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Dean are eating lunch outside, pondering... How many dogs are out there living amongst families as skinwalkers? <laughs> yeah. It was such a Twilight Zone kind of question at the end. Yeah. Because, right, it's like they're in the park, kind of like a, they're, they're in the park, and they see people walking their dogs, and Dean's like, I'm never going to look at a dog the same way again. <coughs> Wondering how many packs are out there waiting to attack. But, yeah, they have no idea. Well, in the very next breath, though, Sam says, really, though, I don't give a damn. I don't care about anything anymore. Just couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Says, I don't care about Lisa. I don't care about Ben. Don't even care about you. But I need your help because I do need my soul back. Yep. He does not. And he even admits he's killed innocent people in the line of duty. Doesn't care. Fuck him. Yeah. Not in his fuck budget. <laughs> he knows that he is different now. 
and remembers how he used to be. And he would like to be that old him again, though. Yeah. He says, doesn't know if he's better or worse than he was before. It was harder to be the old Sam, but he wants to go back to being the old Sam. And Dean says they will do whatever they have to do to get the old Sam back. Cool. Good job. Um, so this this episode had one of my favorite elements, but it was played out differently uh, than usual. The red herring. I'm such a fan of the red herring in episodes where we think it's werewolves for a while and it's this wife and husband. But then the red herring was kind of on the wife, <laughs> I guess, in reality. Oh, because you thought, well, when Cal got killed, it's like, oh, it must be the wife. No, it's not her. Oh, it's not even a werewolf. It's a skinwalker. Yeah. They really threw me for a loop. I tell you, when the wife, husband and wife were looking at each other, I really thought they had an oh shit moment of like, well, I didn't know you killed someone. Well, shit, I didn't know you killed someone. We're both guilty of killing. Who did you kill? You know, I, that's what I thought was going on. And then, yeah, to find out that it's the dog. All right. Fun twist. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Um, yeah. I, I don't think our dogs are humans. They would die of laziness. No human being can be as lazy as these dogs. It's medically impossible. That is true. These are the laziest <laughs> dogs. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's uh, especially Nala. She'll just be, like, leaning up against your legs, and you'll be like, okay, I'm getting up. I'm going downstairs to get a glass of water. No, does not care. She just keeps on leaning, just like, yeah, I'll move uh, eventually when you pull yourself out from under my fat ass chuckle butt. <laughs> God, they're terrible. Uh, but Lucky in this episode looks like a very nice, energetic dog. Yeah, as a German Shepherd, nice dog. I'd take him in. You know, wouldn't want him to really be a skinwalker and turn to a man and watch me at night while I'm sleeping. That's creepy. Uh, but that seems like too big of a dog for me. I, I don't know. That's, we have that's a, a lot of mastiff. Hound. She's bigger than a German Shepherd. You think so? Yes. I don't know. I feel like our I feel like our bull mastiff is tiny. She's small compared to bull mastiff. But when we look at our other dog, Buddy. He when we adopted him from the Humane Society, they said he was a pit bull mix. Obviously, by the shape of his ears and the coloring, he's some sort of shepherd, whether it's German shepherd or whatever. Don't know. Yeah. But I think he's about the size. Really? He might be a little bit smaller than a purebred German shepherd, but not by much. All right. Well, maybe. Maybe my sizes are just off, because we haven't had a tiny dog yet. Oh, no, we've always had, I mean, we went from, let's see, we had... Ferrets. Well, we had Coco, and she was a chow-chow, and then we had Absinthe, and she was a uh, chocolate lab, a border collie mix, but she was big. She was over 100 pounds, so she took after the chocolate lab, and then we had a Powder, who was a pit, not a pit bull, yeah, it was a pit bull. Yeah, one of those red-nosed white ones. And then we got... Harley Quinn, who's supposed to be a pit bull mix, and Buddy, who's supposed to be a pit bull mix, and then Riley, who was an English Springer Spaniel, and then Nala, who's a bull mastiff. You always forget Buttercup. Oh, yeah, when we lived in California, we had Buttercup. You always she was, forget she was a Buttercup. Great, uh, she was a golden retriever. Loved her. She and we left her with a very nice family with a child and a yard. And yeah, because when we moved to L.A., we couldn't. We could only take no one room, dog yeah. with her, with us, so we took the Chow Chow, because that's the dog we had first. So. Well, then we learned this tragic thing that Chow Chows, they become imprinted on their owner, and then if they ever split up, they spend the rest of their lives looking for him. I learned that fact. I'm like, oh, that just breaks my heart. There's no way I can give this dog up. Yeah, no way. Jesus. Of course, my friend Red then asked me a couple years later, like, whatever happened to that dog, you stip a mock handle in its ass and use it to wipe the floors? 
Red didn't say that. David Vanna asked you that when we were at Rob's. Really? Yes, that was that David was Vanna. Uh, no. Screw David Vanna. To that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, a uh, little shout out for anyone uh, in the Reedsburg area listening to this podcast. I'd like to uh, draw attention to their little water park that they got going on there. Go to Viking Village for more. They're like building a little splash park for people. I think that's nice. My hometown. Pulling something together that would have been fun 35 years ago. But at Everything least would have been fun 35 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, at least now they can pull it together. You know, we went back to, we, we used to swim in the old high school pool. That was pretty neat to have a city pool next to the high school. So lots of time in that pool. But yeah, now a little splash park, which is cool. So they could use donations. Go to Viking Village for the two people. Of all of the history of this podcast that knows where and what I'm talking about. Uh, and, but we are way off the topic. What? Uh, anything else on this episode, though, you wanted to talk about? Um, no, not really. Um, we have the body count of 10, and they're all, well, except for the first two human victims, they were, they were all skinwalkers. I don't think any other humans were killed. Well, and... I oh, mean, the first three, actually. The real estate dude, Cal, and Cal's brother. So the three were human. The seven, other seven must have been skinwalkers. And, I mean, you talk about um, the overarching storyline of working for Crowley. Uh, there's no alpha involved. Like, we opened up with Crowley putting in an order, and then it was unfulfilled. So I'm assuming that the beginning of next episode, Crowley's going to be like, Hey, guys, where's my alpha? What happened? Do, do they ever explain to him how his order wasn't filled? Um, I don't remember, but All I right. do not believe it happens in the next episode. Okay. Well, it's something to look out for because it seems like Crowley would be a little upset that they didn't come through. But then again, if there was no alpha there to to capture, I mean, not their fault. Right. They, there wasn't an alpha. There was, there was a pack leader, but that wouldn't have gotten Crowley what he wanted. Yeah, I'm sure the king of hell will be understanding. Of course he will. Not have any problems. Yeah. Very cool. Just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi. Better yet, though, we have a great website run by Penny over there. And it's called coupleofidgets.com. And over at coupleofidgets.com, you can... Download the podcast, stream the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. You can do lots of things with our podcast, including leaving comments. So, uh, you know, one of the things we like to look for is people commenting on who is writer on something. So anytime there's a disagreement in an episode, please chime in. Love to see your takes on it. Yes, and since this is about the fourth time I've gone through this series, <coughs> I do believe I am more correct. Hey, man, fresh eyes. Yeah. Um I might have a correct take on something that you saw wrong the first time and have lived with that truth in your heart ever since. That's that's always possible. I can do that.